This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Afternoons on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer with you on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. On on today's episode, we were talking relationships during the festive season. Not necessarily the family relationships, but the romantic. From being single and feeling shame to adjusting to family life after divorce. We had an expert psychologist and two real life stories to share. Tis the season, folks. Um, Christmas can bring a really rich sense of joy and wonder, but for many it also represents a time of managing difficult relationships, revisiting family dynamics that can feel awkward, or perhaps it brings up feelings of sadness, loneliness, anxiety. Charlie Spearway with us today. She's a British psychotherapist, psychologist rather, and therapist. She works with clients on improving their relationship with themselves and others. And we're joined now by two therapy clients. We've got Sarah, who's divorced with two children, and Anna, who's single, both living in Dubai. We're going to be hearing from them very soon. We are talking about mental well-being. Um, Charlie, thank you for making time. I know an awful lot of psychologists are very busy right now, so I do appreciate it. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, as well as everyone is right now, I think mania would be an accurate description of, uh, of, of the kind of the, the crazy season. Um, I wanted to, before we bring in our, our guests in the studio, to ask why do you think the festive season can bring up so many challenges for people on the, the emotional well-being front? Yeah, so around Christmas time, we ultimately have heightened emotions because when we're around our first family or when we're around our partners, um, it's more of an intense environment. Maybe we're feeling more pressure. Maybe we go into perfectionism mode. Don't look at me like that, Charlie. <laughs> but yes. Um, maybe, um, you know, because we're around those loved ones, we are activated or deactivated more because mm-hmm. we're used to living alone or maybe we're spending a few days intensified with others. Um, Um, And when we are with those close, significant others, um, we tend to um, have our attachment system kind of activated or deactivated, which if you remember, we've spoken about before on air. Um, And people can either go into seeking more connection, more love, um, more like neediness and clingingness, um, or people tend to uh, get overwhelmed. Maybe they go cold, maybe they shut down, or or maybe they kind of just need to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And when we think about Christmas, how many arguments are there around cooking dinner or opening presents or scheduling or trying to please everybody as well Mm -hmm. as ourselves? So the emotions and feelings can be um, can be quite heightened, really. Our expectations, you know, can be really, really high. We kind of fetishize this time about it being magical. And it's a really expensive time of year as well. And we've spent all this money and people have flown here or we've gone somewhere and it has to be perfect. A bit like holidays, to be honest. And I realised that on, over the summer holidays that we're never going to have a perfect holiday. We might have some perfect moments on, you know, on the odd day. But I don't know if anyone else listening to this can relate, but as soon as I'm around my parents, I'm basically 15 again. And my husband laughs that if we're driving up from London up to to Newcastle, where I'm from, we can see the angel of the north. He's like, I can see the years turning back. You're going to be asking your dad for a lift to the pub anytime soon. And you don't know how you forget how to load a dishwasher. And it's I find it quite confusing when my parents come here because I am their daughter and I am a mother. So it's it's a very 
different thing. I, I, I kind of want her to look after me a little bit, but I also need to look after my kids. And it's, it's confusing. And I have a lovely relationship with my parents. So if there are difficulties, I can imagine, as you say, everything becomes heightened. Um, this is a family relationship. and We're going to be talking about romantic relationships this hour as well, Charlie. What about in romantic relationships? Why can this time be quite triggering or difficult? Um, well, everybody has their own emotions that they need to deal with. And sometimes we feel unseen, we feel unheard, and there's huge misunderstandings, especially around Christmas, because what I value or have as a need or a want might be completely different from my partner's. And in day-to-day life, that's really difficult and challenging as it is. But because at the, in the festive season, we have that heightened pressure of trying to make, as you said, everything magical, um, it tends to increase our kind of our core beliefs mm-hmm. around ourselves. So um, anyone who's kind of feeling like I'm unlovable or um, there's something wrong with me or I'm not enough or I'm feeling misunderstood, when those core wounds are activated through maybe arguments or, or pressure, um, we can start to see more arguing. Okay, so maybe our, um, our fight um, is activated, our fight system, um, or maybe there's a bit more flight, so we're walking away more. Um, and it can create quite a lot of hostility mm-hmm. um, in those romantic relationships, especially when we're thinking of separation and divorce over the festive time. We're going to be talking about that next. Charlie Spurway is with us in the studio, psychologist and therapist, speaking to Sarah and Anna. Next. <laughs> I love a busy studio and we've got three guests with us today. Uh, Charlie Spurway is with us, British psychologist and therapist. We've also, we're talking relationships today and I, I think it's really important to be hearing real life stories. You know, we can talk about divorce statistics all, all the time, but to actually understand the human humanity side of it, it, it makes it so much more meaningful and I'm, I'm really grateful we can have these conversations, of course, open up the text lines to you as well. Sarah with us in the studio, she's divorced, she's got two kids and Anna's single, both living in Dubai and thank you guys for, for sharing your afternoon with us. Um, Charlie, we were just talking about how even if you are in a relationship um, that sometimes the cracks can show and, and show more keenly at Christmas. Um, do we have any data on divorce rates peaking after the holidays i know we do after the summer holidays interestingly what about after christmas yeah the festive season um with that intense environment tends to bring up more ruptures um and january um especially as well as after the summer holidays um tends to be a time where divorce rates um go up and when i've had conversations um with divorce lawyers as well um they kind of agree that you know the january and september um after uh, long festive um or holiday seasons mm-hmm. tends to be when we see that rise um sorry we've had a number of messages from listeners who have been getting in touch wanting well struggling a couple of them with this is being their first christmas divorced you know trying to i will you know we'll come to them a couple of minutes but you know trying to make new traditions as a new family unit and struggling a lot of time and i wondered if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about your experience how long you've been divorced and how you find this time of year yeah so um i've been in dubai for 13 years and uh divorced for 10 of those years uh my son was four when i was divorced and um we had, um, you know, many challenges initially figuring everything out, and he's 15 now. So um, we have a, you know, we have a pattern, and we have a schedule, and everybody knows, um, you know, uh, where they are, and especially my son, because that's the most important thing. 
Um, so, yeah, it's just, like you said, new traditions and setting, you know, the, working together and trying to, you know, put the children first mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah. So, so if you don't mind me asking, um, have you in the past had Christmases without your son and have you had to create your own new traditions as a, as a, as a single woman instead of someone who's been in that family unit for a while? Yes, absolutely. And that's the hardest part. That's what's been the hardest in the last 10 years is uh, not putting my son to bed on Christmas Eve and, you know, him not being there on Christmas morning. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, as I said... It was every other year, so I, I know I get to look forward to um, the, the following Christmas, but also this year he comes back um, on the evening of Christmas Day. So this is actually my favourite rotation because I get to, I'm waiting for him to come rather than waiting for him to leave. Um, but yeah, we keep it simple. And um, would you mind if I asked you a message, ask you a, a message that's come in? And it's, it's funny you mentioned 15 because Rose says, um, thank you for this. Um, I'd love some ideas on how to make Christmas special. It's just me and my daughter. She's 15. We've had an awful year, um, but I don't know how to make it special. when it's just the two of us. She's outgrown all the traditions we had when she was little, which doesn't help. And it's just nothing too expensive, please. So okay. I don't know whether it's stuff that you do yourself or any ideas that you think might be might be nice for that age group, Sarah. Does anything come to mind? Yeah, I think um, maybe sit down together and, uh, you know, discuss what you'd both like to do on Christmas Day. You know, maybe come up with like two or three ideas each and then try and fit those things in, you know, cause teenagers have these wacky ideas and maybe there's you know there's something that you haven't thought of that 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 your daughter really might like to do you know go to the beach or something that's like completely outside of the box that um, we don't traditionally do on Christmas day but I think that's a bit like the expat experience you know for for those of us who've grown up in cold countries to come and have Christmas in Dubai and suddenly it's sunny and you go well this isn't what I'm used to but in some ways you can really lean into it as you're saying kind of get creative do something different and and start these new traditions um if you've got any questions for the team I'd, I'd love to I'd love to hear from you um Charlie Spiro is with us today Charlie I wanted to ask you about this idea of adjustment and you you said off air that that shame can be a really big problem for an awful lot of people who either are single and struggling with that. And we were talking about single life because, again, I've had a number of messages on, on this topic as well, but also readjusting to a new to a new dynamic. Where do, what role does shame play when it comes to, let's say, being newly divorced in particular? Yeah, so whether we are um, newly divorced and, and we're going home for the first time and, and we're almost you know, have to show our hand of of where we are. And to some people that can come with huge embarrassment to be sitting back down at the table with all of your relatives and family um, and to be there on your own. Um, And and shame comes in ultimately with something we experience. So maybe it was an affair. Maybe it was a breakup. Maybe it's I'm actually ashamed of being alone. And it goes back to those core wounds of I'm not good enough. Um, maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, why are all these people in relationships or why are all these people married, um, but I'm not? Um, And that's where that shame um, emotion uh, can actually create anxiety in a lot of people, uh, especially when loneliness and and the feeling of of being unlovable um, comes in. Um, Because ultimately, um, when we're feeling 
those really hard emotions, we go into more unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? For that self-protection. Um, and whether it's destructive, whether it's hurtful, um, whatever it might be, when, when we're feeling those intense emotions around that embarrassment, anxiety, loneliness, um, we can start to do more silly things or say silly things um, in order to kind of protect our hurt. We are going to be talking about single life at Christmas. We've had a message from Dane saying, I'm happily single every day, but especially at Christmas. No in-laws, I celebrate with friends. Sometimes I travel home to South Africa. I'd love to meet someone, but not in any hurry. Um, We've had a message here saying, why is it seen as superior to be in a long-term relationship at Christmas? Why do I feel sidelined always being single at Christmas? Other siblings get more attention. Everything's around them because they're in a couple. They've got young children. Of course, I don't have any plans just because I'm single. We are going to be talking about that next. We're talking relationships at Christmas and I think the family relationship is uh, certainly a topic for another day and I know we're going to be touching on it, but it's romantic relationships we're discussing now with Charlie Spurway. She is a psychologist and therapist and just been speaking now to Sarah who's divorced. She's got uh, two children um, and Anna with us in the studio, single, they both live in Dubai. Um, Anna, I wondered how you're feeling at this time of year because we've had a number of messages on this topic. Dane saying he loves being single year round but especially at Christmas <laughs> in-laws in were mentioned um, and no name on this message saying why is it seen as superior to be in a long relationship at Christmas? Um, why, why am I sidelined because I'm single? And I wondered how you find this time of year? Yeah, I think it can be quite a difficult time for single people in general um, I think there's a lot of emphasis on being happy and being in couples and then there's the society expectation that you're only happy if you're in a couple So I think there's that kind of element Um, and it can make you feel isolated and sidelined. Even if you're like Dane, which I am now, very happily single, you still sometimes feel, oh, maybe things could be that 10% better if I was in a relationship. So I think it's very much those kinds of things. And you have to remember when you're like on social media, all you see is happy couples somebody getting engaged oh the boy done good and got me you know the Christmas presents you know Um, dare I say it the matching pajamas the matching pajamas (laughs) you know um, people don't really put up uh, matching pajamas with their two cats as a single person. I've got a friend, Victoria. <laughs> Shout out, Victoria. She's got matching pyjamas with her dash hound, Bertie. There you go. And to her. very stylish there are too. Yeah. Um, so what does Christmas Day look like? We were just talking before about, yeah. you know, being divorced and putting these new traditions in place, yeah. whether that is, you know, with you if you are with the kids or mm-hmm. indeed you're having a year where you're, you're flying solo. Yeah. Um, what are some of the best Christmases you've had as single and what are you doing yeah. this year, if you don't mind me asking? No problem at all. Um, I'm staying here this year. Uh, my mom is coming over again. She came over last year as well. Um, and we are doing a Christmas Day swim, which has actually become our tradition. Love it. Because at home, I would, <laughs> I would die of hypothermia <laughs> if I tried to go into the, the sea. Um, but right now, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to do a Christmas Day swim and then we're going to Saffron. Um, brunch. Oh, you're going to have a yeah. great time. So if anyone's we're there. dancing um, on the, the tables. I think as well, what's important to note is that for Christmas especially, we do, and we've done it last year and we kind of tend to do it, is what we call an orphan's brunch. So we invite anybody, who, friends, family that we know that are here who might be feeling a little bit lonesome, a little bit, you know, and people don't say it often, but we just say, listen, you know, so-and-so's over for Christmas. Come and join us. 
And I think that's really important to do to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people feel a little, best, little less isolated, a little less alone um, and a little, li- little bit less maybe shamed at being on their own on, on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, yeah. I think that's a really good point to note. Um, from the yeah. clients I work with, there's a lot of men and there's a lot of women who may have children, may not. Exactly. And um, the fear um, that they're feeling because they don't have any plans and they haven't had an invite. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are here and you do have a single a friend with or without children, yes, um, it would mean so much more mm-hmm. than you could ever imagine uh, to doors. give them that invite. Yeah. That's the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. It really is, you know, making, mm. making those memories, making those connections, making new traditions. And we've yeah. had... Well, okay, I'm going I'm to go to the text line, guys, if you, if you don't mind. Um, we heard from Rose earlier asking about ideas with her 15-year-old daughter. Um, Jade's saying, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed this Christmas. It is my first single Christmas. We're sharing the kids, so lots of time alone. I have this sense of doom. I'm generally happy since getting divorced, but then I worry if I'll meet someone else. Uh, will I have adventures? Will I go on holidays? Am I just overthinking? Sarah, you're nodding along. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it uh, it can be quite daunting, um, you know, especially at the first Christmas because you remember, you know, what what you've always done, and you have to, you know, start again, make you have your new norm with your with your family, and um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, having your own traditions and you know, talk to the kids, see what they'd like to do, you know, because if, if they're happy, then you're happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and we're lucky in Dubai because it's Christmas Day, but we can still do everything that we would do on any other day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make plans, um, go and do something different. Swimming, skiing, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll go out to the desert. You know, there's some, there's some brilliant... Um, some, and I think also the sense of support networks, whether it's yeah. a Facebook group or people around you, um, is so, so crucial. And you said, Charlie, there's an awful lot of people who are a bit embarrassed to say, do you know what, I'm at a bit of a loose end. Um, what can that look like? How can we, how can we have that conversation and do, do something? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, go, it goes back to that, you know, that deep subconscious feelings of fear, uh, you know, of anxiety, um, of shame and actually just send the text message send the whatsapp Mm -hmm. ask your friends um ask around because um it might feel like a horrible and impossible act for you to do but if you're able to just send that message and just say hey i was wondering if there was any space at christmas time you know the pain and the the horrible feeling that people feel to do that but if you just reach out you know the worst that is going to be is a no and it doesn't mean anything about your unworthiness no, it doesn't mean anything about that you're unlovable or there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you it's just a logistic so send another message to somebody else um i want to finish with this message um and um i think it's probably going to resonate with an awful lot of people and we were just talking off air that actually you know divorce can be the best thing that can happen to you <laughs> and sometimes it's a bit of a, a reframing um in your mind which I think takes time for an awful lot of people. You know, it can be a bit of a grief process of, you know, this wasn't the relationship I thought I'd be in. I didn't, you know, for for many reasons and very individual reasons. Um, But No Name says, um, thank you all. I'm really feeling this. Um, Christmas is triggering, but two years on from getting divorced, I actually don't feel happier. I've swapped one set of issues for another and I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. When I was married, we were financially secure. I had a lovely home, but I was with a narcissist bully. Now I've got my own tiny apartment, a new career, one I've wanted for years, and I see my children a lot, but I'm struggling financially. I'm exhausted from juggling work and feel really guilty. 
Um, I can't see the wood from the trees. Is this someone in your mind, Charlie, that you know could really benefit from speaking to someone who's perhaps not attached to her situation, who's not a friend or family member who might know her ex or you know doesn't know how to give advice? I'm really asking, can, th- can therapy be useful in, in, in many situations, including this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always advise people to reach out and get a therapist if you've never had one. Um, and I appreciate um, if, you know, this this lady's currently going through financial difficulty, that might be um, a challenge. But there are other support groups and other um, community groups that, um, you know, she can get involved with um, to talk through things with her. Um, and do know that with action, with, uh, you know, speaking to a therapist, um, you know, if you're unable to do that, listen to podcasts, get involved in reading books. Um, I know it's hard, but reach out. Make sure, especially over the festive season, you maintain a good routine, get moving, get those endorphins going, get outside um, and do a lot of kind of self-love um, activities and, and reach out to those friends, mm-hmm. um, no matter how difficult that might be. Sarah, what advice would you give to your, you know, yourself, you know, two, yeah. one or two years post-divorce? What do you wish you'd known back then? Uh, I wish I had been kinder to myself and just taken more time. Um, I was in a hurry and, um, you know, I was looking back, I guess, rather than looking forward. And I think I just wish I'd taken stock and just gone with the flow a little bit more rather than trying to figure everything out all at once when everything is a mess. Um, And just, you know, let things play out, you know, the way they that they have actually <laughs> and you know what you might look back at this time and be, good, be like my goodness that was tough but that was actually the start of a brilliant new chapter in my life and I, I really really wish that for you um, Anna, Sarah thank you so much for coming in and Charlie if this has resonated with anyone who is struggling at this time of year what's the best way of getting in touch with you or uh, you know and as you said podcast book recommendations anything we can share with listeners right now yeah, um, if you want to get in touch, it's charlottespurway.com um, and you can uh, check out my recommended book list and also um, there's an attachment quiz as well if you're someone who genuinely pushes somebody away or maybe seeks uh, above uh, normal levels of, of connection um, you can find out uh, what yours is uh, and awareness is always the first step um, in creating healthier relationships with yourself and others I love the idea of a psychologist book list that's a book club I'd definitely be, uh, be in for thank you so much really really appreciate you, you and of course all the messages we had on this topic as well today And thank you for downloading this episode of the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe. You'll get it direct to your phone as soon as it's out. And you can listen to me live on Dubai Eye 103.8, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.